If you want to create credibility or set yourself apart as a recognized expert in an industry, the fastest and easiest way is to write a book or a report that you deliver to decision makers. I'm Justin Hitt with Inside Strategic Relations. I will share with you an overview of how to write a book or a report that you focus on specific decision makers to position yourself as an expert. And guess what? It's a lot easier than you can imagine. It starts simply by determining the 100 people who can make a decision that would be favorable in your mind. So you want to find a new job. You find 100 people who could hire you for the new position that fits your needs You write a book or a report that you sell directly to them that positions you as an expert and puts you in that marketplace. Okay, Maybe you want to sell more of your products and services. You find 100 people who can buy your products or services. You write a book or a report. You sell it to them, and the book or report offers your products or services. Not a sales letter. It is a decision-making tool that you're offering a marketplace so they can make a decision to move forward with who you are and what you have to offer. So how do we write this report? Well, first off, you don't write the report. You write a sales letter offering the report. Now, again, you're probably asking, well, why would these 100 people read my book or report? Why would they buy my book or report? Well, they won't unless there's some unique and clear benefit they receive from the purchase of that book or that resource. Now, I like to do just reports, and I've written hundreds of reports and used them in various ways. Uh, I choose reports because it doesn't feel as intimidating as a book, but I've got some 500-page reports that, again, uh, is basically a way of demonstrating that I know a topic. It's a way of proving that I understand the situation of the individuals who are receiving the book or buying the book from me. And it also has a means of positioning myself as the only person to choose when you're selecting this type of solution. So how do we get the book written? Again, we don't start with a book. We start with a sales letter. You write a sales letter Offering the book, the resource, describing its benefits, the problems it solves, what kind of solutions are used in the marketplace but fail to deliver the results the individual is looking for. You describe the person the book is for and you describe the person who it's not for. You set up the situation where the person who's reading this letter says, geez, I really need this book. Now, of course, you could end up with 10, 15, 20 pages expressing the benefit and values of the book or resource that you're going to provide. But you know what? Nobody really wants a book or a resource. So you have to describe, again, a situation or outcome and desire of this specific audience. Now, you've got a list of 100 people who could make a decision about you. You know what you're offering them. So we just start the research. We research the individuals. If your customers are senior level executives and they're going to make a hiring decision, what criteria is important to make a hiring decision? So the report is going to, the sales letter is going to offer the three key criteria that every person must have for a X role. And, and so that's in the sales letter. You know, I'd like to know the three key criterias. You know what? I'd also like to know the common mistakes executives make. When hiring for this type of role, well, that's important to me. Put that in the report. Ultimately, you write a sales letter that offers the outcome the 100 people want. And this sales letter, you might not ever send to them. 
But you're going to then take the sales letter and you're going to start writing articles, tips articles, checklists, top 10 ideas, things to avoid, different types of articles. And you're going to send them to the individuals because it's a lot cheaper to send an article to someone than it is to, uh, to send them this giant 10, 15 pages of a sales letter. And then again, if they say yes to the sales letter, you don't have a book or report yet. So what we're going to do again is we're going to start with letters. So maybe there are three things that they need to know. So the three things you need to know about hiring X, one, two, and three, a little bit about who you are, why they should listen. You send it in a letter. It's about a dollar a contact. Now you might be saying, why can't I send them an email? Why can't I post it on LinkedIn? Why can't I, again, you're writing to a specific person who can make a decision. You don't want thousands of people to see it on, on LinkedIn. doesn't matter if they see it. It's not somebody who can make a decision. You send it directly to the person who can make a decision. That person has the opportunity at the end of that letter to give you a call to discuss opportunities where you're going to use the background from the research you did for the sales letter to discuss the opportunity. You're mostly going to ask them questions. Or they can hire you for something, but you don't need to necessarily go straight into the hiring. You want to build up some credibility. You want to demonstrate your reliability and some trust. So a monthly letter. The monthly letter could simply be your name, monthly letter. I have one called from my desk. I literally take projects off my desk. I write a little summary about them. Hey, this week we're talking about the value of increasing your exposure in the marketplace as a recognized expert rather than just another name on a LinkedIn or social media platform. Here are three things you must consider, four things you must consider, three mistakes to avoid, four mistakes to avoid. And I send the letter out and at the end of the letter, they can either engage in a paid consultation or they can send a response in writing to ask additional questions. Now, if you've got a sales letter and you've got 100 people you're contacting and they start writing in with questions, do you think they might have questions on the theme of your letter that you could use to reply and start building your report? See, the 12 issues of your newsletter become your report. Responding to your own sales letter becomes part of your report. Answering the questions of people who receive the newsletter becomes part of your report. See, a lot of folks are doing the right thing, but in the wrong way. They're doing a blog post and they're doing, uh, you know, posts on social media. The, the, yeah, it, it kind of helps, but it's slow. When instead you can focus all those resources on a handful of individuals who can make a buying decision. Now you can increase your credibility by every so often writing a few featured articles, that's about 1,500 words, and then pitching them to major trade publications. So I've been in CRM Destination Magazine. I have materials, I think 100 or some of my articles or a column that I wrote was basically translated to Chinese and presented overseas. I've got materials in French and Spanish. It's, it's all over the place. That's because I pitched a few magazines. The magazines and publications did interviews. I have an interview on Six Sigma magazine. A reporter contacted me and asked some questions, and they wrote an article about me. All of these materials together creates credibility. But again, decision makers don't necessarily know about it. So that's another thing you can write to them about. Now, when you write to them, you can say, hey, I've got this special report that describes the one thing that you must have in order to have success in this area. Well, that's your sales letter. Your sales letter describes the one thing. And what's the one thing? Well, it's hiring you. 
Do you see where I'm getting at? It, in fact, if you go direct to the 100 people and you research them out, it is possible that they will hire you before you even have your report together. But again, don't stop. I have likely about a 1,000 special reports I've created over the years. Some of them as short as 5,000 words. Some of them as long as 500 pages. In fact, if you put together all my newsletters over the years, I have more than a thousand pages on single topics, which of course, if you write a thousand pages on a topic and every page is unique, do you think you might become an expert in that topic? Yes, it's very possible. So again, though, I learned this recently about the value of a sales letter first. Not recently, like 10 or 15 years ago. But ultimately, I'd been writing a lot of reports and I hadn't done the sales letter. So I ended up with a lot of reports, not a lot of opportunities. I started writing the sales letter first and then focusing on the outcome that the reader gets and opportunities come regularly. That's why you can't just call me on the phone and talk. Maybe 20 years ago, maybe 30 years ago, you could do that, but you can't do that now because I'm busy. But my larger point is, again, don't write the report first. Nobody wants to hear you yammer about stuff for hours. They want to know what's in it for them. So you write about what's in it for them in the form of a sales letter or some kind of communications to put yourself out in front of them and you target. Now, I sell these new, this concept of newsletter as a kind of a prospect newsletter for me because I found that I write enough value that people will pay me a couple hundred dollars a year to receive the newsletter. Well, all the better. Pays for postage. You know, this letter will cost you something. That's the biggest objection I have. People are like, yeah, they can see that if they wrote a sales letter and then wrote 12 issues to address the sales letter, that at the end of 12 months or even a couple of days, they would have a draft report. They could take the questions from the people who are getting the letter and they can improve that report and ultimately by the end of the year have a 64-page book. They could have a a 40-page guide. They could have something in hand and then they could take it a little further, maybe in the second year, get a book complete. A lot of folks will agree that this is a useful method. They'll get better results when they start with a sales letter, but most people won't do it. And that's why I can freely share this technique with you because most people won't do it. Most people are going to say, okay, if I'm sending 100 letters a month at a dollar a piece, that's $100 a month because I'm sending them by the mail. If I've got to write these letters and it takes about 90 minutes to write a letter, that's 90 minutes a month I'm setting aside plus the reading and editorial. And God forbid some of these people contact me and now I've got pen pals. So you can't think about it that way. You really got to look at your salary, take 10% off the top, invest that 10% off the top to keep your job. Those who present and speak at events, those who have books and articles, those who write papers in their industry tend to stay employed longer, tend to have more opportunities come to them. And by the way, see, you could go talk. I went and talked to a uh, trade association. I recorded the trade association presentation. I then sent letters out to the members who didn't attend. And I said, look, there are three things you need to know about procurement strategy. This is a procurement event. And if you'll write your question to me, I will send you a copy of the presentation I did for the Hampton Roads Procurement Association. See how that works. You don't necessarily have to send them a special report. You could get 12 issues and then each of the 12 issues, you take 90 minutes, you take an hour and you, you 
to have a conversation with that list of 100, and now you have an, inf- an audio product. Now, some of this stuff is how information marketing works, how the sale of intellectual property can reach further than you can, because if you had to call 100 people every month to c- kind of get in touch, that's kind of awkward. If you had to uh, get, find an audience of 100 people to speak in front of every, every month, that's a lot of work. So again, I've covered this at a very high level. I've covered it very quickly, but it, it is a simple system that's going to end up with a report or a book that positions you as an expert. Now, what you put into this report, you really want to make sure it's unique to each individual. So if you want to talk about that, we can arrange a consultation. Um, what do you do about editing and things like that? Well, editors are a dime a dozen. You can literally send each of those uh, letters to somebody just to proofread and send back to you with questions, and then you're done. You don't need an editing team. You don't need a blog system. You don't need a content management platform. You don't even need to be on social media. You can simply research the 100 people who can make a decision about what it is that you want, new job, new opportunity to buy your products or services, and just get started. Folks, these ideas and concepts are simple, yet very few will take action with them because they seem too easy. But if you think about it, if you've got 100 individuals, each of them have 12 contexts of value, some of them will raise their hand and say, tell me more. You can record the phone conversation, have it transcribed, and that's chunks for your book. You could do a webinar. Hey, I've sent out the information and this week we're going to do a webinar where we talk in depth about the five hiring mistakes that executives make when they're hiring such and such. See, recruiters do this. Salespeople do this. Business owners do this. Senior level executives do this. Now, you can also get interviewed by other people. That's a little bit more advanced. But ultimately, this is a powerful way to evidence your value in the marketplace to demonstrate your value in the marketplace, to connect with decision makers, and ultimately have more opportunities come to you. I'm Justin Hitt with Inside Strategic Relations. And one way you gain influence in a marketplace is by being seen and by being seen in a credible way. I've just described to you perhaps the simplest system to get you started with a book or a report that is presented to decision makers and can ultimately be a platform for your next opportunity. Thanks for listening. Ask your questions at www.insidestrategicrelations.com. Thanks for listening. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.